Hello and welcome to Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Nikki. Hi. Uh, did you notice, Nikki, that I almost did the same intro from last week again? But <laughs> hello, I chose chose not to address the weird way that I say hello at the moment. I was really tempted to do it and just bring us right back. Just back, straight back into it. Been like two weeks. Can't it was going to be a, it was going to be a thing. Was it's gonna it be a thing that we do? Yeah. Okay. Should we start again? Should I just play the intro again and we'll go back to? <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Just, just, just do it quickly, and I'll, I'll bring us in. All right. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Fine. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Nikki. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> I was sat there so ramped up for that, for that one moment, for my moment. Um, we can continue now. All right, good. Well, uh, after you've now had two introductions, none of which made any sense to anybody, <laughs> I'll um, explain the podcast. Um, me and Sneaky like to get together uh, and talk about our top five favorite things about games um they will be about random game stuff uh could be we've done protagonists and ps1 games uh and today's one is going to be about addictive games like games that we just could not let go or still cannot let go and we're trapped in a void somebody please help us (laughs) yeah seriously we can't get out (laughs) but yes how are you today anyway yeah, I'm well, I'm okay. I've had a bit of cold this week, hence the very deep and croaky voice that I will probably end with. Um so yeah, that's good. I like fun. it. Yeah. It's make more more huskiness. How how are you? I'm okay. I'm good. I hate that I am sounding better to everyone because I have a microphone now and I apologize to everyone that I sounded like I was in a hole for the last three episodes yeah you don't sound like we've put you through a garbage thing and we're making yeah. you run through dial up yeah i'm in the future now i'm in the modern world you made it congratulations but yeah i'm good i've been playing a lot of overwatch with the christmas event with you so as yeah, you know that's true i was there yeah so it's been about it really yeah christmas overwatch event is always nice it weirdly although i've only done it like what this is my second year it feels quite festive i'm getting into a festive mood and especially when you get free well not free shit but you know what i mean you get loot boxes and drops i mean i've pretty much got everything i want now so i'm not playing it but um (laughs) yeah i played it enough to get everything i wanted which was good yeah well that's good that's always nice i have yeah i bought the thing i wanted i wanted the uh junky christmas one yeah. the not the beach one the krampus one so i was happy with that one you got your creepy junk rat skin yeah no arissa skin though still mad about it i know i'm not gonna let it go damn it jeff <laughs> come on jeff get your shit together man it's not like you have an entire thing to run but anyway let us get down to the real business oh yeah what we're here for yeah, I should probably just play the top five and we should get going because we tend to yes. drag on. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Four, three, yes, 
What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? Oh, a three-headed monkey. So during that uh, intro, I was dancing to our intro and I hit my elbow really badly. So there might be a big like, <laughs> clunk halfway through. <laughs> you always dance to that intro. I know. I love it. I can't help it. If there was a camera on me, you guys could witness it, but it won't happen. So you just have to use your imaginations of what my... Now every time I hear that intro, I'm just going to picture you chair dancing. My sweet chair dancing. You wish you had my chair dancing moves. Uh, it is your turn to go first this week, Nikki. It is. It is. So this one, I think we're going to have a lot of crossovers and I didn't prepare enough backups, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. So our, our backup tune... Our backup tune is is this drop if one of us has a crossover. Oh I shortened it. I shortened to just oh <laughs> I don't know if anyone else said that, but he kind of went oh paused and then oh at the end. <laughs> which was odd. It's like someone interrupted him. <laughs> it's like he he was really someone excited about him in the stomach. Yeah, he was really excited about something and then someone interrupted him. He went, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> anyway off track again mm. um yeah so we may have a lot of crossovers and I, I previously prepared very much for that and we never had any crossovers whereas the the theme of this one where i believe that we are going to have a fuck lot of crossovers i've got like two so yeah. that's worrying but this one as well with addictive games i found difficult because i, f- I find that it's really actually quite hard to define an addictive game for me because I thought it's not just one that you enjoy or that you just like. It's one that you really can't stop playing. So I've gone in the past and I've gone in the future for this one. But my first one, my number five at the bottom of the list, is Harvest Moon. And this goes back to when I was quite young. And I remember my brother had an emulator on the PC that was for the SNES. And it was the first Harvest Moon game. I remember as a kid, that was probably my first ever like real addictive game because I could not stop farming no. and mar- trying to marry girls. Yeah, it's a it's a hard task marrying girls. I, I, know. I don't think I ever got married. I it taught me a lot of life lessons. Yeah, um, what not to give girls? Don't give them a bundle of grass. They don't like that. <laughs> um, that doesn't work. That doesn't get you alcohol. Known. Alcohol worked for the girl in the bar. I remember that much. That's a life lesson. Just kept giving her wine and beer, I think. So that's a, oh, I think, some advice for you there. Yeah, I think I remember her. And I think I remember just yeah. she was the easiest one because wine was <laughs> wine you could just buy at the bar and then you just pretty much gave it straight to her or something like that. I can't really believe easy. you just called my wife easy. Oh. But okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's always the one I go for. But that's all right. I'll forgive you. So sorry. Was her name <laughs> um, Muffy? Oh, I think it was, yeah. Nicely remembered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that okay. that first one, obviously I, I did play the ones later, like the DS ones, and I also played the Nintendo GameCube one, A Wonderful Life, which I loved as well, though that apparently got mixed reviews. But the original Super Nintendo one was just amazing, and it was so addictive, and it was just the whole, you know, I think it was because it's sort of like the day saves, you know, it's yeah. like, the whole day and they're like oh i could just save now and just go but i'm like oh but what about another day you're like 
I just couldn't stop. Yeah. Couldn't stop farming. It was uh, definitely my first addiction as a child. But it was awesome. I loved that game. It was really relaxing. It was lovely. And it was just an overall good game. And they have made okay ones after that one. But I don't know. I haven't played the recent ones, I won't lie. Because... I don't know, sometimes they're quite complex. I find I think there is one on the phone that I've been tempted to buy, but for me it'll always be kind of the original or the DS or the GameCube one, which I liked a lot. Yeah, I do remember you playing the DS one back when we were younger. Um quite a lot. Yeah. I just remember the tragic day where you lost you lost a cow. Yeah, my barn collapsed. And I remember being really shocked because it actually told me that my animal was dead. And I, I was kind of just like, I don't remember this in the first one. And it just, it was, I think I called him Howard Moo. Oh, oh mighty boosh. And he died a tragic death and that was upsetting. But no, the DS version was really good. Um, I really should try more versions of Harvest Moon because I know they're out there and there is a few. Um, but quite frankly, I would just like a copy of the original or something, yeah. maybe on my phone. That would be lovely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think I've only played the DS one. I don't think I ever played any of the other ones, even though I really enjoyed it. Um, Did you play the first one? No, I don't think I ever owned. I didn't own a uh, NAS or anything. So yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. No. The first one was nice and simple. I think that's why I loved the first one because it wasn't too complex. It was literally just buy your seeds, hoe the ground, put them in, water them have some animals like it was very simple yeah i think that's probably why i get so overwhelmed sometimes by the farming games i'm just like oh my god there's like so much but with harvest moon it was just such a nice simple game uh and it was just, yeah it was just it was just i would look forward to the festivals it was just it was awesome and i was just you know determined i was like i'm not gonna finish until i marry my wife and i have a thousand animals and i don't even remember finishing the game but it was awesome yeah they're not really games that you finish, finish. yeah no. you can just kind of keep playing them for as much as you want which is always nice i think and a great game side yeah. of things so i loved it as well because it was yeah exactly and i loved it too because it was the first kind of that kind of game now it's really popular you get ones like runescape and all that lot and games based off of that kind of thing but you know harvest moon was like kind of the original yeah and I wanted to pay homage to it because I thought it's awesome. It always will be. And, and yeah, and I got some facts. I was going to say, do you got any as facts? Per usual. Oh, yeah. Um, so I couldn't actually find that many on Harvest Moon, unfortunately. I think the confusion was, was because there's so many different types of Harvest Moon games now. Finding facts was actually really hard, especially one about the original because it all seems to be about the other ones and it's often like really random things that you can do so i kind of just got like a couple ones that i you know yeah. picked out and found interesting um so harvest moon i found was created after yashiro wada i think his name is i've said that so badly he's a creator he moved um from the japanese countryside to tokyo so he decided that after living in the city and he be- began to reminisce about his home and the countryside and farming and stuff um he decided to to sort of make the game which is kind of opposite to what the game is because yeah. the game is normally you move from the city to a farm and then that's kind of the story yeah. but obviously he did the opposite he moved from countryside to a city but then and that's where the sort of general idea came from which i thought was really sweet um and so i like that fact and that's just a bit of a you know backside kind of information yeah. about the game nice. um yeah uh, this fact is completely different from that fact. <laughs> Apparently, in the DS version of Harvest Moon, it's possible to end the game early by letting your dog attack the mayor of the town. Now, I don't remember this being an option. Or maybe I do. 
I don't know. But apparently, if you let him attack the mayor, the game ends. What? Which I should really have looked into a bit more on the truthfulness to this fact. But I just found it funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, like, thinking about it, I'm like, I don't even remember a scene where you tell your dog not to attack the mayor. Yeah. And I feel like I might have wanted to do that if I'd been given an option. Yeah, I know. But it's kind of like, was he that bad? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played that one. But I just thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> then my last fact is, I didn't know this, but apparently North American copies um, stopped animals being able to die on the farm. Really? So they had it so that no animals would die. And I don't know if that was like a, they were like offended or like were upset by the fact that animals could die or if it was kind of like, oh God, no, I can't do that. Um, but it kind of means that you can't marry the witch princess as because in order to see her first heart event, you need to have at least 50 animals die, which seems weird. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, she's not. She a sadist. Yeah, she's not someone you want to marry and keep on a farm with no. lots of animals. Like unless... I won't marry you until 50 animals die. But yeah, that's horrendous. <laughs> Which, obviously, when it's all put together, sounds horrible. But, I mean, North America, I guess, just stopped that being a thing in general, which is which is fine, yeah. I guess, because, I mean, I was very sad when Howard Moo died, so... Yeah, fair enough, Maybe North America. Be... They didn't want to have yes. any heartbroken Nickies all over the no. place crying about their cow death and just yeah, so... to marry a woman. <laughs> that's not really great is it like if a woman asks you to kill all of your farm animals yeah to win her know. heart something wrong it doesn't really send a good message something wrong with that lady yeah but anyway there is my facts three random <laughs> and not so random facts about mayors dying animals dying and a man moving to the city <laughs> one of them very nice and kind of in line with the game the other two don't really match the merits of the game but are actually in the game yeah. which is not what i thought of you harvest moon you've you've changed my opinion on yourself <laughs> anyway let's move on from animal death what is your top five so my number five um isn't something that i particularly think is a good game it's just something that i was very addicted to <laughs> for a while so this is the thing that I kind of, I just had to include something that was like, this is definitely something I'm addicted to. So I've picked The Simpsons Tapped Out, which is a mobile game. Oh. Which I know you played as well. I did, not for a long time, but yeah, I yeah. did. And I was thinking how addicted to that game that I was and still get, like, when I was researching bits and stuff and trying to find facts on this game, I kept on getting really sucked in. And thinking like, oh, I should really go and check on my town. And I was like, no, I can't have it on my phone. Not again. Um, and I don't particularly think it's a great game. It's it's very like exploitative. It's a part of the whole freemium stuff when it wasn't particularly good freemium stuff. Not that I mean to, I don't know, like shit on it that much. And the people who made it, it's just a bit of a weird thing to have. Um but yeah, it was just really addictive. It was just, you own your own Springfield and you don't really do anything other than tap things. I mean, it's kind of in the name. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just go around, collect money, and then you use that money to buy more stuff to decorate your Springfield. And then you slowly get more characters and more buildings to tap. Like, that is it. That is the whole purpose of this game. But it's really fun. And it's it's that kind of building game sort of thing, isn't it, though, where like... It, it's the expansion. It's kind of like Harvest Moon in that regard because you're, you're building, you're making things. Those games are always addictive. Yeah, anything where you kind of get to build your own town, especially for me, I get really like... Well, as we said last time, 
You like power. Oh, God, yeah. I love my buildings. I love my power. This is why Black and White 2 is one of my favorite games, because it's just all the power. But we are talking about Simpsons Tapped Out. And <laughs> it was... Yeah, um, uh, I don't really have much else to say about The Simpsons Tapped Out, other than I don't really recommend you go and play it, because I feel like you will get sucked into a hole, and you'll be forced to... I don't know. Just build a new Springfield. I have to say, I didn't spend any money on it, so... I don't. There are people probably. I remember we knew someone who did though at work. I remember like someone saying they spent like forty, fifty quid on it and how much they regretted it and regretted their life after they did that. <laughs> they were very ashamed of themselves. I mean, fair. Like forty, fifty quid, and forty, fifty quid to that game didn't give you a lot of like donuts, which are like the main right. currency either. So maybe they got like one character and it was like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> um, most of which you could unlock eventually through like grinding through and then you had like crusty land to contend with like i hated i stopped playing it really oh, around no. the times when they started introducing like other areas of the game that you had to go and deal so do you know how long ago that was oh. that was so long ago because i remember i used to visit your town this was like five years ago <laughs> yeah so this was back in 2012 the game was released which i think was about when we were playing it yeah um and it has since like grown and continued and stuff. It's, it's haunting me. It is. The thing is, I've I downloaded it like a year ago and I was playing it for a, a little while. I wasn't as bad. I think I stopped quite quickly then. But I just it's just that vivid memory of us and everyone I know being really obsessed with this one game. Um so yeah, I was like, it has to go in because it's like the most one of the most addictive things. And I knew that we weren't gonna mention a lot of mobile games, and I know mobile games are quite are known for just having that addictiveness in them and just sucking people into it. So I had to mention, like, at least one. Um, but yeah. My facts... Yeah, I know, fair yeah, enough. I did find a fact, though, or two, which is quite fun. Um, so one of which is, uh, it's like an Easter egg. If you tap Homer while he's completing a task, so while he's doing something else, ten times, or a new number of times, I think... Um, he, you'll get given a statue of Jebediah Springfield, which otherwise you have to purchase for like ten donuts or so. Um, I think I had so, that. So yeah, mm. I don't know whether I did that or whether I just bought the statue or got given the statue, mm. but yeah, I couldn't remember doing it, so it seemed quite interesting. I was like, oh, cool yeah. little little thing. Um, and the other fact that I have is that um, around when it came out, a little while after, people started uh getting quite critical of freemium games and that kind of whole scene of you don't really do anything you just pay a lot of money um to the point where uh south park made an episode um of making fun of these kinds of games and like quite specifically picked out the simpsons tapped out as well um over this and generally criticized it for being like exploitative and like not having any game in it it was just spend some money on me and give me stuff um which is true but it's still something that you just enjoyed doing it's like ah it's not hurting anyone yeah, i mean most mobile games are like that so if you're gonna criticize them you're gonna criticize like all of them yeah. really like ones like that anyway like farmville and all that kind of bullshit like it's all kind of the same oh yeah they, i mean they all follow the same model to make money so they're, they're yeah. a crazy business um which is yeah. a weird because I think I think I shared them with you. There's like a, they release the facts every year and all the stats about um, the money that consoles and things make on um, GameIndustry.biz. 
Uh, it's quite interesting if uh, anyone wants to go read it. Um, but it covered on like I think mobile games were like double what console and PC games were put together for like money spent and revenue. It was like thirty billion each for like consoles and PC, and then it was like sixty billion for mobile. It's insane amount of money. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. on that depressing note, uh, what's your number four, Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we go on to that, I was going to make a comment about Tapped Out, and I was like, the only other characters I would have ever wanted in that game was Ralph oh, yeah. and Mole Man. The only two characters I would have cared about. And I don't think I ever got Mole Man, but I remember you could buy him, and I was very upset because I couldn't get him. I think I got Mole Man. I think I got Mole Man and Ralph. Uh, um, and I think, weirdly, I think, the, I think I got them very close together. And I think one of the reasons I stopped playing the game was because I got Mole Man and Ralph. I think I was just like... You peaked. Yeah, I was like, fuck it, I don't need to play this game anymore. I've got Mole Man in my town and I've got Ralph. They are the best Simpsons characters, hands down. It's never going to get any better yeah. than that. Other than Jasper, I do appreciate Jasper. But I think I got him quite Oh, early. yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Good old Jasper. You suck my battleship. But yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, so that's cool. You surprised me. Oh, good. I like to surprise you. So, my number four. I think this is a crossover. So, when I say it, I'm prepared. I'm ready. All right. The Sims. Yeah, I knew. Obviously. Everybody talks about games and how addictive they are, and The Sims is always on there. So, So, I'm really mad at you. Why? Because you've taken my number one. (gasps) Well... Sorry, it's my number four. I got there first. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we can share, you know, stories and facts. It's a sharing place. Yes, yeah, we can talk about an The Sims for a long time, and that's what I wanted, so... We can, but I'm yeah. so sorry that it's not number one. I feel really bad about that. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> it's fine. It's, like you said, it's one of the most quintessential addictive things that I think everyone yeah, at course. some point has played and spent too many hours yeah. on, so it was always going to get mentioned. But do you have backups just for this reason? I do. I'll uh, slot another one in somewhere. That's good. That's good. Okay, so, yeah, it's The Sims. I didn't pick an exact game, but because for me, when I played them, I played all of them from a young age as well. And they're all fucking addictive. From the first one to the newest one, which is What Sims 4. Yeah. Which I do have. I I know it's on my computer, and I bought it when it first came out for like 50 quid. And I still haven't played it that much because it just destroys me. Um, and you need, you need time for it because yeah. it will absorb all of your time when you play it. So, um, yeah, but yeah, it has, yeah. Sorry, it's definitely one of those games where you start playing and it's light out, and then you look up and you think, yeah. oh, you know, it's five minutes and it's dark outside and the new day is dawning or something stupid. Like you just you just lose all yeah. concept of time while playing it. I think I also picked up Sims 4 when I was currently at college or something or at uni and that was that was problematic because I was just like, oh, it's it's fine. I'll just play this for like a couple of hours and then I'll do some work and then nope, it was like 12 a.m. the next minute. <laughs> and I'd started a family, you know, my I died. Um, lots of things happened. So many deaths. That's That was the real <laughs> test, I think, of how sadistic you were as a child was how many people in The Sims you kill. Yeah, and I just remember, I think I did it to a baby as well. I think I used to, like, wall the baby. Oh, yeah, because otherwise... And then set it on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I went as far as setting it on fire. I think I used to just leave it on the floor 
and wait for child <laughs> services to come and take it away because I couldn't be bothered to deal with it. I was just like, I don't want yeah. this baby. I just wanted to make the pixel stuff happen in the bed. <laughs> and oh my god, and then you do the cheat and then you take the bed away <laughs> and they're wriggling around like worms and it's weird. I love those sheets. There's so many things you could do with those, which is just. Yeah, move the bed, move yeah. the shower. So they were just oh, yeah. so many naked. And we just got all our stuff naked. <laughs> you would just see like their Ken doll Barbie bodies. And it was good. I remember once actually, because this was when obviously we had computer desktops where like you had one computer in the house. Yeah. And I remember finding out the cheat to take the bed away in the shower. So I remember my mum walked in and she was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was like nine. But I was just like, I felt so naughty. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Don't look at like, the screen. Or <laughs> uh, I think but, it was like um, the closest we were getting to porn at that age. So yeah, that the age, proper internet yeah. kicked in as well. But no, it was a great game, and I think it is one of those things as well, like Harvest Moon, where um, when I think a long span of time passes within a game like that, like you can have like a day within you know five minutes. I think that's what slows time down because you're. I don't know. I'm, I can't, I haven't really quite been able to understand why those games work like that and why you feel like you've hardly spent time at all when you've really been there for like three hours but they're just yeah the sims will always be amazing and i haven't really played the sims 4 that much but it's still great yeah i think the sims 3 is my favorite one um i i own the fourth one and i enjoy it every so often and weirdly i went back like a few weeks ago to just randomly do some building because i added some terrain tools in and uh another job or something so i was like oh, i'll go check this out and i didn't i ended up just spending hours and hours building um again but yeah they're just like you said just every single one even though i haven't played the fourth one that much you're still like whenever you do play them it's still the same thing happens yeah. you lose your time and you still get a craving every year it's like clockwork every year at some point i will want to play <laughs> the sims an unbelievable urge will like wash over um, and then we want to play it. And then if you see somebody else playing The Sims, like I remember one time it was really bad. We lived in uh, one of my uni houses. We had like four people who kind of liked Sims and one person would start playing Sims and you'd watch them and you'd have no interest in playing it until you started to watch them for a while and then you'd get the bug yeah. and you'd be like, oh God, I've got to play The Sims. So then it would just move around all of you and in like a continuous circle and yeah. just never ending game of Sims would be on just because someone had the bug <laughs> at that time. But I agree with you. Sims 3, I think, was probably a favourite of mine. I think also because they had really good expansions for Sims 3. Yeah. And it was kind of at a stage where it wasn't too overly complicated. The graphics weren't... Because honestly, when I downloaded Sims 4, my computer just flipped out. It was like, I ain't doing this. This is too much. <laughs> Whereas like Sims 3 was kind of like a good level. I could have that and it, it was fine. Um, but the building as well, I agree with you. My normal pattern with Sims is I make, you know, a gorgeous lady that clearly I'm trying to think that, oh, this is a good version of me. Yeah. If I was to be, you know, in the Sims world. And then I would use the money cheap because I'm not a pauper. And I would get thousands, thousands, thousands of pounds. And I would probably spend 90% of the time making the house, decorating it, making it beautiful, making a swimming pool, you know, barbecue, all, all the furnishings. And then I'd probably go for about five minutes and i turn off. <laughs> Yeah, so I would spend hours making the house, making it amazing, and then I'd probably be like, "Oh my god, this house is too big! I can't scroll around the screen." But I would probably play a bit more than like five minutes. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would, that would be like most of my time. No, definitely, that's exactly what I did last time I played The Sims. It was yeah. just 
make the pretty lady, <laughs> make the gorgeous house, and then play the actual game for a little while, get bored, and then stop and be like, I'll come back tomorrow. And then you just never come back. And then the cycle repeats no. about, you know, six months later. And, and then you game. have, in your neighborhood, five gorgeous ladies in big houses. And you're like, all these, never all right these here. fucking bachelorettes around. And no men. Yeah, no men. Or ladies. Or you'd make them. Although there was the exception, I did used to make a gorgeous man and build him a gorgeous house. Or a really shit Ooh. house. And then I used to just get them together and then yeah. you'd move into the nice house. And then they'd have start having Us, kids and yeah. you'd just be home. I think... There was a period of time, though, I did actually start playing the game properly, like, starting out with the crappy house and trying to, you know, just work and... Yeah, admittedly, stuff. I did do that. It is quite fun to do it, though. I have done it like that a few times. It is it, it's fun to do it. It's harder. The game is played how it's meant to be played, where you earn money from, you know, starting at the bottom to then becoming yeah a rich... Rich bitch. Lady. Um, yeah, rich bitch. But to be fair, though, you do play it for a lot longer, playing it that way, because you get way more invested in your people yeah of course uh i remember one time i like oh sorry Aaron. there you go okay. uh i remember one time we were uh making and someone set a challenge of like it was one of the challenges to do the generation one and i think the sims 3 had a scrapbook feature where it would like tape snippets of your life uh when anything yeah. big happened and you could kind of flick through <laughs> i remember showing someone at the time and just walking them through um like what had happened <laughs> like they gave a shit yeah, being like oh this is this and like inventing this crazy story like oh this is when i left my husband and i went to this other guy and we had a baby but then he was no good so i took my baby and i went back to my original husband but then he died and it was like this whole dramatic soap opera that i made in my head and i was then like i have to stop this has got too much i take it you never saw that friend again yeah they, they didn't come around anymore <laughs> You only invited them around to show them your sim story, forced them to see it, um, yeah. never saw them so again. Them, made them watch me for hours just playing with the sims. Look at this. This guy's come back to me. I'm not accepting him. <laughs> yeah, I would often, um, I would do some things like that as well. Like I would often just start with one person and then I would try and find the hottest guy in the neighborhood, which was very difficult a lot of the time um, because obviously they're auto-generated by the sims. So it doesn't always work out that well um and i remember like like it was my mission to like catch him you know like because you'd invite me to parties this is more sims for i yeah. think you'd have the parties and he'd come around and then like you would obviously try and get to know him but, like he is the hottest guy that they've auto generated in this game and then you find out that his personality was a fucking turd <laughs> and you'd be like oh god's sake much like and then you'd marry him and then you'd kill him much like real life we're just you know such a good reflection yeah, pretty much <laughs> um but yeah yeah i love it it is it is good i do i'm thinking maybe i'll uh, go back to some more this christmas yeah. um give it another go and just have a look to see what it's doing i suppose because i never got any expansions for the new one i literally just got the original game but it is it is fun if you've got the time and you want to relax because i found it's actually quite relaxing yeah definitely because you can do about as much or as little as you want right like you can like you said you can make yourself yeah. really easy and just give yourself loads of money all the time or you can do some more stuff and we'll make them work and things but yeah, yeah i think i bought one of the expansions for sims 4 i think it was the get to work one because it was the mm. first time that you're allowed to like go to work with your sims and make them do stuff it was quite monotonous oh, still because yeah. it... normally they just go into the building and you wouldn't see yeah, them yeah um 
apart from like Sims 3, which had a really good mechanic of like, you could go in and decorate other people's houses or you could dress, you could dress up your Sims. I think I had both for like, I think I had the same expansion kind of for the Sims 3 and the Sims 4. And it was amazing on the Sims 3 because you could do stuff like that, where it's like, I think you could do the fashion career and then you could just start dressing everybody in your town amazingly. So, you know, you'd only have like maybe one hot guy who'd have like crazy haircut and stuff. And before you'd have to marry him and wait until he moved in to get to change like what he looked like. Whereas this one, you could like just be like, come into my shop, I'll give you a free thing. And then you could dress them up and make them all look good. And then you'd be like, oh, there's way more hot people around my town now um, with cool houses. This just me back to a really funny memory that I had. <laughs> I think it was Sims 4. Well, I was saying about, you know how I was saying I would, like, try and get the most good-looking guy in town. I remember going for this guy, and he would always wear a hat. And I remember he went to my pool party, and he got his trunks on, and he obviously didn't have his hat on. And he had, like, he was, like, had the worst haircut, and it was, like, bald on top, like a, you know, it was, Oh, like, like the so... old man one with the st- hair around the yeah, sides? it was. It was around the sides. I remember just being like, well, this is over. <laughs> On to so, the next one. So I, I just, I just, it just brought me back. So I was like, oh, that would have been good because I could have like dressed him, changed his hair. Yeah, there you go. You could have, you could have fixed that awful receding haircut. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt that. It just reminded me. No, that was good. I'm happy to be interrupted for stories like that. But yeah, the Sims, <laughs> that one for The Sims Four is good. Um, I also always want pets, but I never own pets. Oh my god. Yeah, actually, maybe I did own that one for Sims Four because pets is normally always my favorite one because. You can just make the cutest and most amazing pets. And who needs a husband when you've got pets? Right. Yeah. Love Sims. Anyway, I'm curious about the facts that you've got and if they're the oh, same yeah. kind of facts. Well, I'll let you give your first fact first. Well, it's not... Well, I suppose it is kind of a fact, but it's in regards to Simlish. I don't know if you have any facts in regards to the language. Oh, no, I did read one, but I did not pick it up. Yeah. So the reason that Will Wright, the games developer, decided to to do a, a weird language as opposed to English because he felt like it would become quite robotic and rather a challenging task to put that into the game, which I, I agree, because imagine mm. that would have been so weird to have people just, like, talking. Um, so in an attempt to avoid these issues, he decided that creating a unique language would be better. So he made Simlis, which is, like, a combination, apparently, of, like, fractured Ukrainian, French, Latin, Finnish, English, Fijian... Sabuano, I'm not sure what that is, and Tagalog, I'm not sure what that is. Um, and so he obviously created this weird language, but it didn't just go as far as that. He did actually, so obviously like when you turn like the radio on and the CD player, he actually got some artists, so the songs that they originally did, to actually sing them in Simlish. So a lot of those are actually made by the artists originally, but really? just sang in the language. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty dedicated. Yeah. That was a really so cool fact. Cool. Yeah. What's your fact? Um, so one of my facts is uh again about Will Wright, um, was how he was inspired to make The Sims. Um, which I don't know if you have, was uh he lost his house in a big uh fire firestorm in like nineteen ninety one, I think, and when he had to rebuild his like life and home because he just lost everything he was like kind of forced about what he needed to actually live and like survive and be happy um and he was thinking like oh this would make a great game and i could make a virtual doll's house kind of idea out of this um so yeah he kind of wrote down that oh yeah because he was originally gonna call it the sims dollhouse wasn't he 
Oh, yeah. I did read something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my fact that was kind of similar to that is related to another inspiration he said, which is um, the Sims inspiration was taken kind of from Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. I don't know if you've read about that one. Oh, no, I have not. But which I have heard of that. delves a bit more into like the scientific part of something like the Sims, where it's actually quite interesting in regards to like people's needs. So um, the Hierarchy of Needs basically like showcases how people are motivated by needs and how like basic, basic needs can be satisfied um or like once basically are satisfied then people will become motivated by less urgent requirements like yeah it's it's really quite in in depth when i was reading it i was just like this is this is pretty cool but it's based off like real research of like human emotions and needs and yeah it's it's really interesting um so i definitely recommend looking into that but yeah because i always thought the sims was kind of like a cool concept so learning about that was pretty cool yeah it's definitely an interesting one for that one um my next one is something I never realized about, which is kind of um, the whole, uh, I don't know if you read about it, it was like Bella Goth uh, plot. <laughs> and I read something about it and I was kind of just confused. Yeah. Things, so so please explain. It kind of stems from the idea that The Sims actually has a timeline, which I never knew or read into. Yeah. Like, it could be a well-known thing. I just never knew about it. So it's like, it starts with The Sims, and obviously you had Bella Goth, who is that character, part of the Goth family, who just is always in the main town um, of Pleasantville, I think is the main one. Anyway, in The Sims 2, she disappears. Uh, In Sims 2 is set to be about 25 years after The Sims 1, um, which is something I never knew, Um, and she's a bit older, and then randomly she just disappears from the household, like she's just not there. Um, and no one knew where she went and it was kind of they thought a bit of a plot hole because it's just she's just not a part of it um until the sims 3 where she is back but she's a child so which leads everyone to think that the sims 3 is then set 50 years before the original sims um meaning that maybe she just died like maybe it was old age or something happened to her there are ideas there's like skeptical people who think like she got kidnapped or she was um taken up by aliens and yeah some really dark theories of where we get into the sims thing but yeah it was just quite interesting and i can't i didn't find anything about sims 4 and where apparently that is maybe set but i think bella goff is in the sims 4 somewhere but i'm not sure how old but yeah it was just quite interesting to know that i feel like she's an adult in that one i don't know why i'm just yeah, yeah, I think okay. I yeah, I think the image of her is like her as a more of an adult rather than younger. So maybe it's back towards where the first Sims was. But yeah, it was maybe just, she's old. I have to look maybe into it's this. in Sim point two, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah interesting. Wow. That is interesting. Weird like theories. Strange. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Well, that was our first ever crossover, wasn't it? It really was. Although I have one more fact before we move on. which I really liked because I thought it was kind of uh, a good one for me and you, which works out well because of the crossover, Uh, that there is, in The Sims 3, there is a reference to Mass Effect. (laughs) I had this fact. Oh, nice. So, yeah, about the fact that when you use the time machine to travel to the future, there's, like, the big crowd of people being really happy because they say that a shepherd saved their galaxy from a giant, huge, ancient machine god threat. Yeah. Yeah. I... I thought it was really cool when I read that as well because I was just like, shit, I was like, I don't remember that, but that's awesome. Yeah, I kind of want to go and check that now. I think I have one of the yeah. ones that you can go to the future in for The Sims 3, so... Oh, yeah. So wait, is that The Sims 3 though or The Sims 4? Oh, so I have it down as The Sims 3. Oh, uh, I guess it would be, I suppose. It would probably be about the same kind of time. Yeah. 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 The same because yeah. 
Uh, lovely crossover there. Yeah. Um. So that's my number four now that we're on to. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Can I start your number one? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. I forgot where we were. Um. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Uh. So my number four is Pokemon. Um. Mm-hmm. Which I know you don't really play. Don't um, no, so I didn't think you would have it as your thing. But I put Pokemon in because it kind of, again, kind of like Sims, becomes like clockwork. Every year around September, uh, I and probably Max as well get a craving to play Pokemon. Um, just every year it happens. And you just, you want to pick up a DS and start playing Pokemon. It's a weird thing that happens every year. Um, normally it kind of coincides with the fact that they're bringing out a new game. So it's kind of that time of year they bring out the new, whatever the new Pokemon game is. Um, and yeah, I just get really into them. They're one of those games where I don't particularly play them in between uh, when there's new ones out. But as soon as there's a new one, I will play that new one until I've like exhausted it completely. And then, and only then will I put it down. Um, so it's definitely one of those things where I'm just super addicted to it whenever I have it. And then, yeah, it's just really difficult. But, um, yeah, I just really enjoy them. I think everyone knows a lot about Pokemon, so I wasn't really needed to go into, like, other, you know, what Pokemon is or anything like that. Because I think the whole world knows what Pokemon is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm into it. Like, I played a lot of the emulators on my phone for the old ones. I haven't really played the new ones, but that's mostly because I don't own a 3DS or like a, you know, the newer DS to be able to play them. But I want to, and eventually when I get one, I probably will play them. And it is fun. It is addictive. I know what you mean. Because I remember I, when I had the emulators on my phone for the old ones, I did get quite addicted. Yeah. Um, I will, I have the new ones, so I'll lend you them as well. Um, <gasps> Thanks. Lend me all of your things. I will. Um, but yeah, so I would recommend playing them. They're really good. And especially the new ones, they've advanced so much into just different things. Yeah. And there's so much more to them now than, you know, like the, when the first red and blue ones come out. Um, and things. And yeah, I just really enjoy them all the time. So the facts that I got were because I couldn't decide which Pokemon game I should pick because it was kind of like Pokemon as a whole. There's a lot, yeah. I've kind of gone some some weird kind of half ones about Pokemon in general or just, you know, Pokemon stuff. So my first fact is um, that uh, it's about Game Freak, the company that make uh, Pokemon. Uh, and it first started out as a self-published video game magazine, the Game Freak company. Uh, created by the actual creators of Pokemon, which is uh, Sato Shi Tajari and Ken Sugomi. Um, yeah, they first made it. Um, and then they started out doing their magazine things and they did okay. And then they just were like, hey, we're going to start making games now. And then, yeah, made a great game. And I'm pretty sure, and I can't remember which one of it was, I think it's Ken, uh, studied under Miyamoto of Nintendo and Zelda fame so he kind of helped him grow to be a better developer and hence why we now have a really good Pokemon game because they kind of he tutored him as it were um which was really cool I thought um and it's kind of leads on to my next one which was Satoshi uh his childhood hobby was bug collecting which is where he got the inspiration for making Pokemon he was like he loved going out and with his friends and with nets and buckets and stuff and going collecting bugs and catching them and uh yeah, yeah. that's where the inspiration of pokemon came from which i thought was quite cool i, li- I liked bug collecting too yeah bug collecting is great 
I love bugs. Yeah. Bugs are- It was like, yeah, old school Pokemon, I guess, in that way, back in the day. Because remember I used to go down to, like, rivers and stuff. Or even just, like, sit in the soil and just collect bugs and weird fish or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I can see where I can see the crossover there. Yeah, well, I think it was kind of like that thing that you do with your friends as well when you catch a really cool weird one and you go and take it to them and say, like, hey, look at this bug that I caught. You know, showing off your rare your rare find and then you make them fight to the death <laughs> yeah that's not really i mean i, I didn't do i didn't i didn't bugs. i didn't do that i was just saying because of pokemon because that's basically what happens i mean they faint but whatever we all know that they're, <laughs> <obviously>, <laughs> they're not just gonna faint but yeah yeah i know what you mean um yeah so that was- sorry I, I ended this with death as well why are we ending all I know, this is just a really dark episode. We've just gone for the dark things. I mean, I'm going to bring it back up. And my other fact that I got was about Joey, who is a youngster in Pokemon. And this is, uh, I think this is gold and silver Pokemon specific. But in that one, you get um, you get a mobile that you randomly get phone calls on. And anytime you beat people, they sometimes give you their phone number and you can kind of talk to them. It's quite a cool little system. But there's this one kid who phones you um, quite consistently and he always wants to talk about his Rattata and how amazing and how top percentage his Rattata is and it's just really funny to listen to him. I think he might also be the kid that just yells at you about his shorts being comfy and easy to wear. Which I've never understood. I mean, it's hilarious. And also, yeah. (laughs) Just adorable Joey, the youngster, loving his Rattata. Um, on the subject of pokemon you know it's not it's irrelevant and it's not the game in any way shape or form but there has been points where i've been addicted to pokemon go as well well yeah i would to be fair in pokemon in general i think most people have been addicted to pokemon go recently um i really Mm. enjoyed playing pokemon go um so yeah i kind of counted it under the umbrella of Pokemon. Of Pokemon, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Because we did it the same with Sims as well, like Pokemon Sims. It's hard to, you wouldn't be able to pinpoint just one because it's kind of like the whole package. Right, I mean, yeah, because it's like also Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap and things. At some point you were addicted to playing to them as a kid on the N64. So they all need to be included because they're all it's just, addictive. Yeah, it's the concept of collecting. That's definitely an aspect of it, I think, that makes it addictive is, is wanting to collect everything and have everything. I think that's something that gamers share is their need for collection. I think that's we, true. We like a good collecting of things and gold. Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, so power. that was that was my power, ultimate power. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that was my number four about Pokemon and being the very best. Cool. So my number three. I'm oh. going to leave a space when I say this, just in case it, you know, Beetle wants to let us know that we've had a crossover. Yeah. Number three is. Overwatch. Oh no. No? No, I didn't Overwatch is in my backup list. Oh um, uh, okay. But yeah. Yeah, so Overwatch is literally the game I would describe as the game that stops me from playing every other game that I own because <laughs> you know, I can come home from work one day and be like, you know what, I'm actually gonna play this other game tonight. I'm gonna put some time into that one. And I sit back and I go, No, I just want to do mindless killing. Um Yeah. You know, it's just it's just so difficult because I wait. We did a thing the other day, didn't we? That PlayStation, my years on PlayStation, and I oh, can't yeah. remember how many hours I had, but I have a feeling it was like one thousand four hundred or something. Yeah, you Ridiculous. were close to one thousand four hundred. I think you were just under. It was like one thousand three hundred seventy yeah. something. 
it's insane. But for me, it's that game where I'm concentrating, obviously, but it's just like mind-numbing fun in yeah. a way that I don't have to pay too much attention. I don't have to try too hard. I don't have to, you know, I've got Fallout, Fallout 76 on the go at the moment, as you all know. Uh, but for me, that requires more effort in my mind to, to get into that than it would do to just jump into a game of Overwatch. And I love it. Like, obviously, I love it because I wouldn't put so many hours into it. But yeah, it's definitely stealing all my other game time. Just because it's just, I don't know. I know it's because I have everyone on it, my friends that play it, but it's just addictive. Yeah. No, you're right, though. It's just, it's an easy thing to play because, you know, the matches only last like 20 minutes at the most. So if you're gaming and you're like, me where you're like oh i've done all this stuff tonight i've only probably got about an hour an hour and a half to play games stuff like overwatch tends to rule because it means i can kind of i can get a couple of games in on that and feel like i've played quite a bit whereas it's if I almost, yeah. a really long open world game i might walk across the map do half a mission and then have to stop oh yeah i go to bed then get up again it's almost low effort in a lot of ways isn't yeah, it even exactly. if you're doing comp it's still low effort because you play that one match and then it's over and you don't feel like you're putting too much time into that because it's like well this is this like, a comp match could be like 20 minutes and then it's over and it's done but then it is that sort of addictive thing where for me it's like oh i'll just do another one oh, i'll just do another one oh, i'll just do like five more minutes and then that does keep you going and that's why for me i think it's quite addictive but I think it's addictive for me in the way that it just tends to rule over every other game, unfortunately. Yeah. Due to that low effort side of it. Yeah, and also things like loot boxes and yes, like the leveling, fashion. like yeah, fashion. I mean, fashion always rules. We know this about our love for <laughs> for fashion, and um, yeah, just simple things like uh, we were obviously playing the other night, and you get to the point where you've got a level that's like oh one more game off and you're like oh, i might as well stay play one more game get my level up even if i win or lose and then you know you get something out of it so you'll kind of always end up doing at least one level per night because you're just yeah you know what i mean like because you've kind of got a goal you know that yeah, oh i could reach that exactly. if i just do one more or something like that um yeah and I, it's yeah yeah it's my morning thing on a weekend in the morning <laughs> i will play more overwatch probably than any time because it's like uh you know i have nothing to do i'm not really going to be up and doing things so i might as well just sit quietly while i wait for like max to get up or something and then yeah just play just play some overwatch yeah i think as well that like what all my all my game hours as well stems from a period of time where i was trying so hard to get into plat and actually i say get into plat there was a point where i don't like to talk about it for a dark time (laughs) but i was in bronze and this was only because of power cuts and things like that, being punished from having lots of power cuts on my game and being kicked out. So I was only bronze because I was only when I first started. Hey, but I there's no I, shame in being bronze, all right? I hate the stigma of bronze is, is bad, <laughs> all right? It happens to all of us. We all live in bronze at some point. You're saying that just because you went bronze too. Hey, <laughs> we don't talk about this. Um, I'm gold, I But I, you know... I went all the way from the bottom into gold, and that was awesome. And I worked damn hard to get there. That was a part of the addiction because I was determined not to be in there. And um, I got to gold, but I've been trying for months to get back into plat. And it's just like, I think that for me is a part of the addiction because I'm like, I'm fucking determined. But I just, I just, just because of the fact that I don't like to play on mic and things like that. And a lot of us, like, our group isn't always on at the same time. And sometimes I just go in by myself because I'm an idiot. Um, I, I go down quite a bit. Or 
sometimes days it's just really hard to win like you just have maybe you have idiots on your team or the other team's amazing but it's always sort of on this like one balance i never move from this one place yeah i'm determined i'm gonna get there but that definitely is a part of the addiction is that wanting to constantly get higher on the skill rank yeah definitely i have to say though i did some really good levels the other day through the group finding thing which i know you're not a big fan of um i I didn't talk to anybody i didn't mic or anything because i was sleepy and i couldn't be bothered i don't not that i'm against it i will happily mic i'm not you but i (laughs) am but yeah i we had some great games i found a really good team that we just worked well together and i think we won i was doing my placement matches and i won pretty much all my placement matches i did with them i ended up finishing like eight to two and i only lost the two because i did two with somebody else or something it was like early and i did them by myself so i found that that was a really cool feature they added in just because it was useful and i found people who wanted to play with me in the morning who actually wanted to do okay yeah i think i did do it a couple of times i remember one of the last times i did it i did put mic on not my mic but like so i did listen to the group yeah i do that and um oh it was awful because there was just these kids in there and they were screaming. And I remember just being very upset by that because it hurt my eardrums. So I, uh, but I'm not against the group thing. I just don't always put my, I don't always listen to the group chat. But yeah, I can have good days and bad days. I think I play less by myself these days and I play more with like the group and I was online. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's an addictive game, but it's a good game. And we won't stop playing it, I don't think, anytime soon. No, I think we'll just continue. Which leads me on slightly to the fact of I'm... Um, just think blizzard just put crack in their games i think they do because there's no other explanation as to why i sank a thousand plus hours in that game unless i was dreaming <laughs> unless it's all or a drugged. dream this is all a dream nikki and soon you'll wake up and find out that there are no podcasts oh <laughs> you would have invented an entire thing that's sad i'm just sat here talking to myself yeah you're a crazy person I'm not surprised, really. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm assuming we've both got some facts for this then, if this is your backup, or did you not have any facts? No, you know what? Actually, I was going to talk to you about this. I feel like there should be a no fact rule for backups, unless you oh, actually no. need them. No. Yeah, well. You well, you'll, you'll fucking regret that when I tell you my backups. <laughs> Go on, then. What is your facts? My facts for Overwatch, though. And Overwatch, technically, is my main one. It's your backup. So my facts that I've got, which I'm allowed to do, are character-based. Because a lot of the facts I found weren't that interesting. But I found a lot of the character-based facts were pretty cool. So I picked up the ones that I liked the most. Um, So my first fact about one of the characters is Reinhardt. And apparently, he was originally intended to be from Nubani instead of Germany. And a lot of his early designs showed him with, like, an African-styled armor based on a wildebeest, which I thought was so cool. And I hope that they make that armor in the future for some event or something, because, like, how awesome is that? But they didn't actually end up using any of that. But they did later influence the creation of Orissa. Aw, my babe. I thought you'd like that fact. I do, I love that fact. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, another character fact is that the primary source of inspiration for McCree's gameplay was the Colt Python Revolver from Valve's Half-Life series, which I thought was awesome. Ooh, nice. Apparently, the developers loved how the Revolver felt in that game and wanted to make the character um, the same kind of feeling that yeah. they gave. Yeah. So that was cool. I liked that. I like any kind of Half-Life reference. Yeah, Half-Life's always good. 
Yeah. Uh, Genji as well. I've got a fact about Genji. So apparently Genji's character may have been inspired by Hikaru Genji, uh, who was a main character of an 11th century Japanese novel called The Tale of Genji, which I think does kind of seem like it would be. I mean, there's all of Genji um, in there. <laughs> exactly. So obviously they share a name, but apparently they were... Um, this person was described as a playboy who were banished from their families. So in a lot of ways does kind of describe Genji from all of the yeah, from his, backstory. Yeah, I was going to say his backstory yeah. is quite similar. Yeah. Um, the other fact, which isn't as interesting, but I just thought it was worth mentioning because it kind of has like a history to it, which was about Soldier 76. Um, apparently he was originally created in the 1990s for a comic by Blizzard employee Chris Metzen. And the development team liked him. Well, they actually just sought to include like a fallen leader type character. And they obviously liked the Soldier 76 concept from the 1990s. So Mm. Metzen gave them the permission to use Soldier 76. So I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, that is quite cool, actually. And I kind of like how he's older because it kind of makes me feel like, you know. Yeah, he would have been like a hero back in the 90s and now it's, you know, 20 years on, Mm. a bit older. My other fact, sorry, I'm overloading everyone's facts now, but. Um, this one is about Zarya and why she was introduced, which I think we all know why. Yes. Do you know why? No, I have no idea. Um, because I think it's not a hundred percent confirmed, but I think Blizzard were wanting to show that they were listening to the community in regards to like body types mm. in gaming. Yeah, fair enough. So I think they created her to kind of show that and create diversity so, and I think as well, before the game, before Zarya was kind of introduced, because she did come with launch, but before she was in development, um, a lot of the characters like Widow, Tracer, were all very skinny, slim, one type of just, you know, that body type. Yeah. So I think they decided to just increase the variety a bit. And so, and yeah, and Zarya's cool. And I, I agree that adding more body types, you know, even just like May, yeah. just, or like Moira, like it's it's really nice to see a game with that variety. Yeah, she's a lady. I think definitely, even as go as far as things that are, like ethnicity and stuff. I know they're trying oh, yeah. quite hard because uh, they're currently. I think there's quite a push from the community to have uh, a black woman in there. Um, yeah, a bit more, which they have said, like addressed and said, yeah, we we're we're working on something, but I think they do try quite hard, and then to match the voice actress and actors with. Uh, they're correct people, if you know what I mean. Like, they yeah. tend to try and match oh, them quite mean, well. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, which I always think is quite nice. Yeah. So I thought that was a good fact that I just wanted to include in there because I do, I like that about Overwatch for sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So yeah, that was my number three. Nice. Well, my number three is kind of related, I guess, because it is another Blizzard game uh, in the mm. sense of I've gone for Hearthstone. Okay. So I don't know if you have ever really played Hearthstone at all. I haven't. Um, yeah, it's, you know, their collectible one, which everyone knows is their card-based game. Um, I got into it because I ended up getting really into, like, card games and stuff on board games and things. And then I ended up finding Hearthstone was just coming out around the same time that I was getting into that. And I just got super addicted to it. And I still play it now. Um on my lunch breaks at work i tend to jump on and play i tend to play more of the solo mode now um like the solo game stuff uh rather than any ranked things i've never been a big ranked person and stuff i don't really have the money to buy all the cards and things like that but um it's just a really addictive game it's 
just about collecting as a collection thing again. You collect all your cards, uh, you build your deck, um, and then you fight each other with it or do some weird stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a fun game. Um, I really find the different mechanics and stuff that they introduce quite interesting and it's quite a nice tactical thing and again it's definitely a game that i find quite interesting to slip into when i don't have a lot of time or effort to put into stuff so similar to overwatch i guess in the sense of like on my lunch break when i can't be bothered and i don't have a lot of time and i want to eat my food and play a game I can kind of do that with like Hearthstone because I can eat something yeah. and I only need my one hand like on my mouse um, and I can kind of talk to everyone at work while I'm doing stuff. I can kind of like play a couple, like play a half a match and then like turn around and talk to people or and then return, you know, it's that really basic. Low effort yeah, kind of. Definitely yeah. a low effort game. Um, and the cards and stuff are really cool. You get some really cool monsters and things coming out of it and the lore. I mean, obviously it's based on uh, the Warcraft universe lore. So the lore is quite in-depth and stuff, which is quite nice to have, I think, sometimes with not feeling like something's quite well-grounded in a world, um, I guess, is is quite nice. Um, but yeah, um, again, it's one of those games where, as a UX and UI designer um, person, I get quite excited because we use it quite a lot for reference. We did a little bit less now, but... Uh, it's got really good feedback. So, like, whenever you do something, like, you hit another minion or you pull a card or you do a spell, it's got such a good, like, weight to it. Everything, the way they designed it, um, everything feels quite, like, uh, what's the word? Like, real? Like, you can feel it. It's got that nice feeling to it where it just feels like you're in the pub with this box and you're pulling out all your, get, like, pulling out all your cards and you're using them and stuff. Um, there's a really nice uh, GGC talk uh, online for free if anyone is interested in being a nerd um, about it. it's You should watch it because it's about UX and UI and the Blade designers talk about what they did to make it feel so good. Um, and I think you should people sh- should watch it because it's really nice. Um, but without being... Staying over excited Sorry, again. I'm calming down, I swear. <laughs> um, but without the nerdness, um, yeah. It's good. I would recommend trying it, Nikki. At least for, you know, a small... Is it on a phone? It is, yeah. You can download it on phone. Do you know what? I think I actually spoke about this once, and I was living in Indonesia. No context. Um, (laughs) And you told me to play it, and I remember being like, yeah, I'm going to download it on my phone. And then I remember getting to a place where I had no signal, but I needed internet connection to play it, so I never ended up playing it, uninstalled it because I couldn't use it and never went back to it, so I will do that now I have Wi-Fi yeah. and I'm living in modern society. Yeah, get on that now you're out of the jungle. Um, yeah, so now I remember, because I remember the little like application symbol and I'm like, shit, why didn't I play that? And then I then it clicked, so yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, you should. Um, so my facts of it, um, I didn't have that many facts really, um, mostly because all the facts that I could find were quite about the cards and a bit more about World of Warcraft lore and I'm not a huge Warcraft player like I know it and I kind of know bits of the lore but I'm not super in-depth to it so although it was really cool I figured most people who play the game would probably know most of it anyway so my facts are more for like you and me so there is a Leroy Jenkins card which I thought you would enjoy <laughs> who has the power of Love it. charge and Obviously, we know this is based on the famous meme of Leroy Jenkins. Uh, if you don't know it, should YouTube it because it's 
great. It's old and great. Yeah, if you don't know, you've been living under a rock. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's one of those cards, which is great. Um, there is um, another card called the Cobalt Guardian. Um, and if he dies, he will say uh, his voice line, which is error 37, which is actually a common error from Diablo 3, which they got during their first launch when the servers are really full so people who play diablo know this era really well so it's quite a nice little nod and connection because there's quite a lot of nice little connections to each of their games in hearthstone in different little places even though obviously it's not really set in anywhere that like overwatch could cross over to um i'm sure at some point they will do an overwatchy slash card there's even one that looks like indiana jones um it's got like a picture of him i think it's like flaming torch something like that um, and it's got like a picture of him on it. Uh, nice. And my other fact was quite an interesting one. So there's a legendary card called Hemet Nessingway, who is a character in the WoW universe and in the game uh, World of Warcraft. And his name is an anagram of Ernest Hemingway, the author. Mm. Uh, so many of his quests uh, that he gives you in World of Warcraft are named on name based on his books um which is quite a cool one um he is also a card in hearthstone which is where the link is however one of the quests that he gives you right at the end is to get this big giant white tiger i think it is and uh that quest is called big game hunter which the character also appears on the card of the same name in Hearthstone. So he's got two connections and two things to Ernest Hemingway and they're all kind of tied together and it was just quite a cool story of this one card and character who has a couple of cards and different things all mixed in. And it mentions Ernest Hemingway, who's a cool dude. So That is cool. Um yeah, that was my nerdy facts about Hearthstone that I had today. Nice. Yeah. I will definitely try and uh, download that. Yeah, if you want to see but I wouldn't spend recommend spending money on it, that's my one thing. I have never Well it's it's free, isn't it? It is. But um it's kind of one of those things where it's a little bit by to win sometimes you can grind it which i have i've never spent any money on it i've always just played the quests and played the game and just had a good time not winning everything and i find that more enjoyable than spending lots of money on buying cards and smushing people because i yeah the right card in the right expansion you know what i mean i don't have any money so there's no worry about that good that's how i like it <laughs> you like me to be poor always join me um what is uh, we're on number two aren't we we are yes um get beetle ready oh beetle my number two is stardew valley oh <laughs> i said it really quickly because i knew that it was it is also my number two I'm, I'm so sorry <laughs> it's okay because it's a joint number two it's fine yeah. we can both talk about how we love stardew valley yeah you knew mine was going to be in there, didn't you? Oh, no? God, yeah. Like, I knew this... So this, like we said, we knew we were going to have crossovers on this one, and I knew one of them was going to be Stardew, and I knew one of them, if I included Overwatch, was going to be in there, and I knew Stim was yeah. going to be somewhere. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Jesse and Max already called it in our in our WhatsApp group, didn't they, in regards to uh, Stardew Valley? Yeah. And we just fobbed it off like me. Yeah, we won't mention it, no. Uh, yeah, Jesse and Max, who run our brother-sister-mother podcast, um is uh, a wrestling podcast company but they also uh, play games every so often and they are currently in the stint of playing Stardew Valley and 
Max has never played it before, so it's quite interesting seeing him get sucked into the farming hole that we've all been a part of. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it all started with Harvest Moon. Oh, yeah. Relative. Exactly. Which is, you know, who what inspired the games. Yeah, exactly. Stardew Valley as my number two. I wanted to be my number one, but we'll get to that. Um, it's just an amazing game. Yeah. And the way it was created is also amazing. Um, so obviously it follows the same kind of pattern as Harvest Moon for, no one, for anyone that's not played it, where it is a farming game, which is very similar to Harvest Moon with the crops and the animals and not as much animal death um, as Harvest Moon. No, but more marriage. <laughs> lots of marriage, lots of children, lots of house building, lots of other little side quests that you can do. And mines. it was just amazing. I love the mines. mines. Yes, mines. Everyone loves mining and and things. And yeah, so in regards to Stardew Valley, one of the reasons why I think I love it so much is because of just, I mean, really the production of it, because it was just one guy, right? wasn't it? Eric uh, Barron? Eric, yeah, he, I was reading a lot about him when I was looking into this because obviously wanted some good facts and things. And it's just incredible, really. Yeah. He was literally the sole developer and programmed all of it. And obviously was inspired by Harvest Moon from when he played it when he was younger, which I was just like, I mean, I wish I got there first. Not that I can program games or anything like that. But do you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like, it's such a good idea to recreate those games. Like, back, especially back to what they were. Because a lot of the Harvest Moons went a bit nuts with, like, being 3D and being over the top and being, you know. Whereas Stardew Valley really goes back to the roots of that kind of game and captures it so beautifully. Yeah, definitely. Like, that was one of the things I read about him was just him saying, like, I loved, Star- I loved Harvest Moon, sorry, but there was just nothing that giving the fans what they wanted from no. Harvest Moon series anymore. So he was just like, fuck it, I'll just make one. So, yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah, and did you know as well that um, the creator of Harvest Moon, Yasuro Wada, sorry, I can't say it, Yasu, no. <laughs> I'm going to give up that. The creator of Harvest Moon said that he actually enjoys Stardew Valley because he thinks that it captures the spirit of his old games more than Harvest Moon's later installments, which I thought was lovely. Oh, yeah. And that fact is actually titled Approval of God, which I really appreciated. Yeah, that's that's a nice one when the, like, creative... That must have been a really nice moment for him yeah. as well, to have that, like, oh, yeah. confirmation that this guy's, like, seen and loves your work. I'd lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, Stardew Valley, um, I think I played... I first started it at a really stressful point in my life, and I remember I would just look forward to coming home every single day playing especially with the relaxing music and all of it and it would just calm me down it almost like was not gonna say therapy that's against a bit far but you know maybe it was so therapeutic after a long difficult day to just sit there and be like although some points of the game can be stressful because you know those points we're like oh shit i've run out of animal feed or you know i've got all these crops to water with the music and everything combined it was just so relaxing yeah no i think i have the exact same thing as you where i picked it up and really stressful point i think i just moved to like my new house by myself and i was by myself for those few months and yeah it was just my new job and stuff and i just remember coming home and not knowing anyone in a new town and all that kind of thing and just sitting on my bed after a stressful day at work just being like i'm just gonna play some farming and then just playing that until i got sleepy and it would just be super therapeutic and lovely and relaxing yeah and there is something about grinding on games like that, especially like even just like doing the mines or just collecting the crops and like shipping them and getting money. Like there's something, the repetitive of it 
lightness of it almost makes it quite relaxing yeah in a weird way don't quite understand no, it no i know what you mean and again it's one of those t- things where you just kind of lose time a little bit because you're mm. just like oh one more day we'll be fine i'll no, just harvest some crops and do some stuff and yeah it's like a simpler life that we don't have maybe that's what it is maybe it's like the simple farming the food like the animals maybe there's that kind of like simplicity of it that kind of takes you away from the stress of your life we're just like damn it why can't i just live on a farm with a bunch of animals we need to start a farm is what you're saying i know let's just do that okay. let's just go now let's go have a farm <laughs> now i understand it all makes sense goodbye podcasting world before. we're going we're gonna go create our wonderful farm together we're off to live in the country with our favorite chickens Name. people would probably make assumptions about us but that's okay it's fine we live like acres and miles from anybody and we're in a nice little town where everyone's friends no but that's not the point oh that's good i was gonna say there has to be a town because i've got to find a wife or a husband yeah and give them mayonnaise that's the best thing about saudi valley is most like 90 percent of people will accept mayonnaise as present so that's a tip for you all if you uh want to get people to like you yeah <laughs> make some mayonnaise get on that mayonnaise game everybody likes your mayonnaise. I made best friends with the wizard. Ah, oh, he's a bit moody. Yeah, I liked him. <laughs> I think I liked <laughs> the fact that he was like, I liked all the characters that just seemed out of the way and that no one would talk to. And I just liked the idea of me turning up at their house, bringing them a random object that they didn't need, but kind of liked, and then just went, okay, I'll be your friend. And then just... Wait, who did you marry? I can't even remember. So I'm not married yet in Stardew. I have yet to marry. Are you hussy? I'm still wooing, wooing the many men of Stardew Valley and women. I've moved on to the women now. <laughs> my plan my plan is to go through all of the things where you're like, see all the cutscenes of everybody that you possibly can, and then maybe I'll get married. You're really getting around, aren't I you? I am. <laughs> you're probably even going for the married ones. I wish I could. I wish I could break up those happy families. Oh. <laughs> just march in there. I bet you're going for Lewis as well, aren't you? Oh, no, I don't touch And the old man. I'll go for the old man. I'm not touching Lewis. I don't like Lewis. Lewis has got something in his eyes that I just don't trust. Uh, And he's. Do you know who I hated? Shane. You know what? I liked Shane. I thought I didn't like him. And then I ended up seeing his his backstory and I really enjoyed him. But we're best friends. He's definitely not marriage material. He's gone to the bottom (laughs) of the pile. There's many things wrong with Shane and I won't won't spoil it for anyone, but. (laughs) Just just get to know him and see see his issues. Maybe become his friend. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry for anyone that doesn't understand what we're talking about right now. If you don't, you need to go play Stardew Valley. And yeah, then you'll if know. you need relaxing therapeutic times after a long hard day at work, and you think that a farming game is beneath you, you're wrong. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> you are sorely mistaken. There's mines <laughs> and fishing and all things for everybody. I think also, even if you own the game, but don't have it on PlayStation 4, Stephanie, you should buy it so you can play with your friends. (laughs) Yeah, the introduction of uh, multiplayer has been quite interesting. What I find quite funny uh, is that you, one person gets to live in the house and the other person gets to live in a shed. And I was talking (laughs) talking to Jesse about this and he was just like, oh man, somebody gets to be the demented cousin (laughs) at the end of the garden, just... (laughs) <laughs> lock him away he doesn't deserve to be in the house he needs to just work on the farm we'll give him a job and that'll be fine you can, you can sleep in the shed with the dog 
exactly exactly what happens to you so i think we're gonna fight over who gets to live in the shed uh which is a weird concept we we will fight once we both have it on the same console that's the problem and then you need to get a switch or a pc (laughs) i'm very upset because i want to play this game with you and i can't and it's making me sad but the thing is i can't buy it on playstation 4 because then i'll own it on three things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but think how much money you'll be giving to Eric Brown, the amazing creator of Stardew this Valley. This is true. I do want to fund more projects from that man. Yeah, but let's actually steer away from our ramblings. And um, I don't really have a fact, but because we've kind of gone over the main facts of, of the game. Yeah. But the one thing that I really liked about him, which I don't know if you knew kind of his backstory while he was making no, it. No, not at all. So um, he actually studied computer science at the University of Washington. Um, he graduated in like 2011 or something. And at that point, once he graduated, he um, tried to get just like a normal job. And he like just so that, you know, him and his wife could have some money and just get by. But he really wasn't having any luck with it, like whatsoever, which was quite sad. Um, and he was getting like failing to get jobs and things. So he actually just sort of sat down and just started like learning to code. And then once he started to learn how to program video games, like in a spare time, he just started making Stardew Valley while he was sort of searching for jobs. And I don't think his wife at this point really knew what he was like doing when he first started doing it. Um, but he would spend like all of his time eventually, then she obviously realized um, programming it. And it what took him, what was it like nearly a decade or something? Yeah, a long time. Well, like maybe like four years of actually creating it to make it. Um, and it's, it's insane. Like obviously he did like every aspect, like the music, the sounds, all of like the text and the character, you know, backstories, like it, everything was him. Yeah. And I didn't really know about the music until I found that out, but I just thought it was just incredible. So he said that, you know, this whole, this desk that he still uses now is like how he created the whole game. And, um, I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, that is really amazing. And he did it, like, bit by bit, and just eventually, like, the game was done, but it took him just years, and I just think that determination, the fact that he never gave up on it, and it just created this game, which now obviously everyone loves, and I'm so glad, but the fact that it started off from him just sort of, like, not doing that well. Yeah. I thought it was a really nice story. Well, not nice, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that kind of turnaround and working at something so hard to yeah. get to a, an end. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was so oh, cool. Oh, lovely. That's kind of all I wanted to say, really. No. <laughs> that's me done. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, yeah. No, that's really good. Did you have any other facts or are they kind of your no. facts? That was it. Uh, uh, the only other facts I had were that if you find the broken CD, uh, that it has a description, which is it is a JoJo Annette 2.0 trial CD. They must have made a billion of these things, which is obviously a reference to AOL in 1996, when I think everybody in the entire world owned a AOL (laughs) trial internet CD, which was a nice little nod. There's a couple of little nods in there. Uh, I remember reading of things. I can't remember them exactly, but they were good. Um, And on the start screen... um, Oh, is this about the alien? It is. Does it work on PlayStation? Because I couldn't get it to work on uh, anything but the PC here. I haven't, I haven't tried it. I thought it worked on the PC, but it I does. Tried. I've done it on the PC. Um, I don't think I could do it on the Switch because you can't move the cursor freely. I don't think on there. Um, okay. Yeah, and no, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't actually got back into um, Stardew Valley for a little while. I've started playing it a few months ago, and then I kind of reached reached a brick wall because I continued my game on from from ages ago. I think I'm on like year four now or something, and I just don't know where I'm going in my life. 
Yeah, you need a new aim. I think I just started back up again, and my new aim is to get all the recipes, because I don't have all the recipes. So That's what I've been trying to do, but it's so fucking hard. She watch like, TV I, and make friends with I everybody. I, that's what I've been trying to do. I'm making friends with everyone, and I will say, what else am I trying to do? I don't really have any aims. I've got the slime house, and I'm not really able to use that. I don't know what's going on with that. But anyway, I'm like, where, where, where was I going with that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, the alien, though. Oh, yeah. No, so you haven't done the alien. It was the answer to my question that I asked half an hour ago. Good. Well, on that, um, I guess we should just move straight on to your number one, because I don't have a number two or a number one. What about a backup? You could replace it with a backup. Uh, Yeah, okay. Let's use my backup. Yeah. Um, So my now number two slash number one is going to be Papers, Please. Uh, yeah it was a great it's a great game Uh, for those of you not play it it's uh, how to describe it Um, you're an immigration officer for a fictional country uh, which is uh, Artstokka it's kind of like a Soviet country it's not real but it's kind of based in that idea that you're in a a eastern-esque Soviet uh, Russian country Um, this is another game made by one man Lucas Pope uh, and you kind of just control this border and you just stamp papers. You just ask for people's papers and then you've got to compare all of their stuff together. And then either you say like, yeah, that's fine. You can go through the border or no, go away. Um, which sounds a really boring concept for a game. Such a weird concept. But there's a story behind it and there's more stuff that happens during the day. And there's like little things to manage. And it's just, there's some characters in there as well and it's yeah it's just it's really good and i remember i got really addicted to this game because at the time i was working in an office and it would kind of be really weird because i'd almost have two jobs i would go do my office job just regular admin work and then i'd come home and i'd sit at the computer and i'd start doing all my border control work so it was kind of like my just look over at me my housemates would just look at me and be like what are you doing you've just come home from work and now you're doing what a game on paperwork like how is this <laughs> how is this fun for you at all you love um, pain i do but it's great it's really interesting it's really fun um and i play it every so often again because there's different little outcomes and stuff you can get uh and there's different people that you meet and different stuff so you don't really remember everything exactly it's not the same each time but yeah it's just really fun i would recommend trying it out um there was only like one real fact that i found other than one person made it which was uh there were there are a lot of names needed because of these people are kind of randomly generated uh so the developer asked for submissions of names from the internet which is never a good idea trusting the internet <laughs> Uh, I think he instantly kind of regretted this because he had to remove a bunch of them. Um, some of them were removed for different, like, more politically kind of reasons. And some of them, uh, copyright, like, people put character names in from things like Bioshock and StarCraft and League of Legends and all those kind of places. Um, but then there were just some that were just downright wrong. Um, one, a couple of which I remembered, which were the funniest ones I could find, which was, uh, one was an offender, which is just an offender um which they were like no that's just quite a few quite a few pun names in there uh um, with a good pun right there was marijuana cigarettes which is just marijuana cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> okay um and my favorite one which is rapuli pascana 
which is Finnish for fucked up diarrhea. Oh, that one's good. Yeah, right. Just I like that one. Yeah, it's a great one. Just someone decided that they would just put a Finnish word for fucked up diarrhea in there uh, as a <laughs> name. It. Yeah. So he had to remove all of these and a bunch more. So I recommend you look through those names. I think Anna DeWitt got put in there as like one of the... Oh, nice. Yeah, one of the character ones. But yeah, it was great. <laughs> Just reading through this bunch of names. Uh, I think there was one that was really bad that was again in Finnish. And I think it was like Dick something... Pussy, I can't remember. It was like a long list. Pussy. Just a long yep, list of swear, swear words. I think fuck was in there. Um, yeah, so it was like, good job, internet. You've done you've done us all proud again with your naming qualities. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's Papers, Please, nice. for me. That was yeah. Me. Cool. Do you have any more backups or is that your um, only one? I think that's my only one. I've only got facts yeah. and things for that one. So let's just stroll on to number one for you. Okay, my number one. Do you have any idea what this one is? No, actually. I was trying to think. No. Um, so my number one is Fallout 4. Ah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So this is more like I was thinking about it. I was like, to me, there's two types of addictive games. There's chronic addiction, and then there's like acute addiction. And definitely there are some that I'm just constantly addicted to. But Fallout for me was not one that I would say, oh, yeah, I want to go in and play that right now. When I'm playing it, it's like, just it's just that's my life yeah there is nothing else going on in my life constant bar that um i'm fallout 4 i put a lot of hours into i mean not that i didn't put hours into the other ones but fallout 4 was addictive for me mostly because of the settlement building so as we were saying power is definitely appealing building all the building so as soon as i knew that i could like build like in the sims oh my god, I spent so many hours hooking up electricity to houses and decorating and getting, like, the perfect, like, house all lit up and, oh god, hours. And then when you could make the vaults, oh, that was just, that was worse. Yeah. That was when I was writing my undergrad dissertation as well. And it was just so hard to, like, balance my fallout life and my university life. <laughs> but yeah, that that was just, that was a mess. I love that game so much. Um, yeah. It's, it's just very addictive. Any Fallout game for me, I mean, not all of them, as we know, yeah. are really addictive, especially when there's that aspect of building. That was such a good add-on, I thought. Yeah. But also intense, and also I kind of hated it. <laughs> Going against <laughs> myself now. I hated it because it was so addictive. Yeah, you spend more time doing all your building work than actually being in the wastelands yeah. and exploring and doing stuff you were probably like, supposed to be doing. fuck that quest. I need more copper so I can make my houses actually, like, lit up. Lit all the copper. Give me all your copper, bitches. Like, that was all I cared about in the end. And I was like, what has happened to me? <laughs> Stealing copper off poor people. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why it's my number one, I think. Because the hours I spent in it and yeah. the amount of time building and doing all that other kind of stuff it's just one of those games for me that i can just you know turn the pit boy on turn the radio on listen to some amazing tunes and just go for a wonder and i do have aspects of that with fallout 76 we're not going to get into that today nope. but <laughs> we got into that last time but um it has that aspect kind of of the addictiveness but less so because it's not as in-depth as fallout 4 or as good so yeah um 
But yeah, have you played Fallout 4? I can't remember. Um, I have, yeah. I uh, The same as I do with all Fallout games, where I play it for a small amount of time and then I just fall off. Um, yeah. I'm not... So you I don't have my addiction. I don't. I think, in uh, general, with uh, Bethesda games, just in a general sense, like I don't tend to get that well into their kind of style of open world stuff i I really try and i really want to like all of them but i just i don't know what it is i get a certain point and then i just kind of stop playing and i never really Mm. return but i did like the building aspect i did do some building i think in there um and then i was like i really should do a mission and then i think i tried to do a mission and i kept on dying so i think i was just like yeah i'm not gonna do this mission go back to building i think the thing i have with the building was it was so good as it sort of gradually became more of a thing but then as I started finding more settlements, you know, the bit where you, like, discovered, like, this place, and I realized I could build there, like, found the workshop, it was so overwhelming because it, I would be like, oh, my God, I can't handle this. Every single settlement, like, place I own needs to be perfect. Like, yeah. I have to put the amount of effort into each of them. And I just, I think I ended up just sort of exploding a bit because I was like, can't do it. Can't run all these towns. <laughs> I can't make them all beautiful. This is so difficult. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> but that's what made it addictive for me, I think, because yeah. it was that need to like make everything great and make everything good, and I yeah. But obviously, the mainline story is great, and I love the side quest. But it was just that sort of backside element um, to it that made it addictive for me, because it was like, oh okay, I'll do a quest, and that'll be really cool. But then oh, I think all those materials that I'll collect in that quest to then go back to my settlements, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> getting there. I'm going to go play that again soon, I think. Now I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Check on my settlements. I have to say, this uh, this one's been really interesting, but my God, do I need to go and play so many games? And I'm like, I don't I don't have time to go back and play any of these games. Especially not these ones, because you'll never, ever stop playing right. them. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to talk too much about my settlement building addiction. <laughs> I will go into a couple of facts. And the first fact, I won't go into too much, but I didn't realise this until I started reading it. And I was like, how the fuck did I not notice that? About there is a lot of, like, reference to kind of the Blade Runner, like, movie. Uh, Nick Valentine, for a start, which didn't even click in my mind when I thought about what he looked like with his coat and all that kind of stuff. I thought, oh, he is such a reference. And then also there's loads of other things, like um, there is apparently on top of the Mass Fusion Containment Shed building, there's a dead raider wearing a duster and a dead synth next to them and like so they're posed the same as rick deckard and roy bassey in the tears of rain scene from blade runner um so that was cool obviously the whole synth thing is you know the the reference but um and there's like the power noodle stand in the center of diamond city with the noodle serving protector on named takahashi is also thought to be inspired by blade runner uh where deckard eats and there's lots of things like the goat test as well that you do that requires like a like Test. There's just so many references to Blade Runner. I just don't know how. Like, I didn't quite click on it. Yeah. Don't know. But I thought that was awesome because I love Blade Runner. Um, my other, I've got, so I've got a couple of facts here, but I promise I'll try not to be uh, too long. Is <laughs> I don't know if you knew about this. Yeah. But do you remember? You know Codsworth. Uh, yes, I do know that name. Did you know about how people realise that he says like, if you call yourself a certain name, he'll say it, and how there's like over a thousand names that you can call yourself that he will actually speak. Oh no, I did not know this. Did you not know that? No. It, it came out a little while after release because I remember being really pissed off because I didn't know that. So I picked, like, my name, not looking to see if there was anything closer to it or anything funny. Yeah. Um, there's a YouTube video where he says, like, all of them, like, every single possible name, <laughs> including the funny ones. 
and I definitely say worth checking out if you haven't seen it um because I picked my three favorites of the time and I did create a character just so that I could make him call me this just to see not my main game but um so my my three favorites I think were ass face nice fuck face <laughs> and orgasmo amazing so those are my three favorites. I think there were other ones too, and there's a lot of like um, like TV movie reference names as well. Yeah. I think there is actually one that's close to my name. I think which was Nicole. So if I ever do a replay, I will probably get him to call me that because it's like my name but not. Um, yeah. He does. Things I mean, I want to do a uh, replay right now just with Orgasmo. <laughs> that's instantly making <laughs> I think me want to play it. Say- I think he might say Stephanie. I feel like that might be a name because there's a lot of names. It's like a thousand. Yeah. So. Most people's names are on there, which is, I think, is so cool. Yeah, that's really as a, nice. As a thing that they did. Um, so that's awesome. And so I just wanted to briefly touch on this one because it made me laugh. Um, we all know the vaults are awesome and exciting and always really weird, um, as everyone would probably remember Fallout 3 with um, some of the weird vaults, including the Dave vault, which we all know and love. Yep. Um, oh, not Dave. That's the Republic of Dave. The Gary vault. Gary vault. That. Gary with Gary and Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get old. Gary. So that's my best impression. <laughs> and what a good one it was. I've watched it a lot. Um anyway, there's a vault experiment in Fallout 4, which I don't think I came across when I was playing it. Um and it was just quite weird. I just wanted to speak about it because I liked it. So the weirdness with this vault was that the scientists were interviewing people um with no leadership experience whatsoever to lead the vault um obviously it was a scientist doing this not just other people that were living there but they wanted to elect someone as a leader that was just like not a leader just to see what happened so they ended up choosing a homeless man named soup can harry as overseer of the vault uh, mr soup can exhibited schizophrenic tendencies once ate a box of cleaner simply because someone told him not to do it or the label told him not to do it um, and the purpose of the experiment was to record what would happen under the uh, guidance of an, a lunatic. I mean, and it, <laughs> that sounds amazing. And uh, yeah, it, needless to say, it, it didn't go well. <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Soup can Harry did not lead us to the u- new utopia like he promised he would. No, mm. so that's surprising. Fact. I just. I just always loved the vault intricacies that you can find sometimes. Just weird fucking stories like Gary. (laughs) Like wonderful Gary and his soup can. I'd I'd really like to make a voice line for this podcast, which is the Gary voice line. So we'll get one for you. If you you and Max feel like doing that, I would really appreciate it. All right, we'll get on that. Thanks. Um, And I'll leave that as my last fact for Fallout. Wonderful. Um, So I guess I don't know where to move on from this point because... I've got no number one, and I've done my backup. I guess we could say... Well, well, we can talk about your backups. However, I am going to say that we need our new rule, which is we are allowed to mention our backups and talk briefly (laughs) about them, but we are not allowed to use facts. Okay. I think my reasoning for this is, one, because we drone on for like two hours otherwise. And (laughs) uh, the other reason is because... We might use these wonderful backups in a later one because you know they You're didn't make it on this list. Right. They might make it on another. Oh, a list! A list. <laughs> My mouth is. They may make it on the they list. They may make good lifts, but we'll never know. The elevator times just doesn't allow for things. I think my mouth has stopped working. Okay. I think my cold 
that started infecting my mouth. So also another okay, reason. Okay, I'm not going to do any facts then, but I will just mention a couple of things about them. Not a fact, just <laughs> things that I want to reminisce. Yes, reminiscing is good. About. So my last backups, my two backups, <laughs> my two backups yeah. are very nostalgic and old school addictions. The first one being Age of Empires. Nice, yeah. Very old school addictions. That was probably my, one of my first addictions as well, where I would spend hours doing that. Yeah. Um, this isn't a fact, but it just reminded me when I was looking into it. Do you remember the priests? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> one of my facts, it's not really a fact, don't shout at me, is um, I'm only going to say it because it's a shit fact, and I don't even know why it was in someone's list fact, but apparently the priests say... Everyone would say that they would say wallalolololol, but apparently they actually make a wah sound. I like that someone needed to correct that. Like, but I I listen to the priests and I really appreciate it, which I know you probably won't do. But if you could please put a sound file in here, this is all this podcast is just your request for sound files and trying to sneak files. facts yeah. in places where they do not need. Put the sound file in right all here. Right. Wallalol happened. <laughs> and then if you listen to it, how oh, is that a wah sound? Anyway, fact over. Because <laughs> it's not a fact. Yeah. The podcast just goes to shit by the end, doesn't it, really? Because of me. Um, <laughs> you just take over. Uh, my other... Just do what you want. We try and set rules, but she's just like, oh. fuck it, give me all my sound files. No facts. No, I can't take any more facts, Nikki. I don't want any more facts. No, you'll have a fact. Like, <laughs> I'm a fact in your face um, hole. <laughs> I won't give you any facts for this one. My last one is theme hospital. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good but one. But I'm going to be not give any facts. <laughs> I mean, you can say an anecdote about why you liked <laughs> theme hospital. I mean, we all liked theme hospital. It was great. It was really good. <laughs> Okay, I think this has gone too far the other way. I think we need to sort this out by next week. Um, I guess my kind of ones for my backups would have probably been things like um, Black and White 2, which I spoke about the other day. Like, got really addicted to that. I love building. It's a building power game, so of course I'm going to love it. I did like Black and White Yeah, as well. with the monster you could get and oh, smushing people and eating peoples and throwing shit at peoples. And yeah, it was great. You got a giant cow. Or, I like the animals. Yeah. yeah. Or I think I had a gorilla. I was going to say, you could get an orangutan and a gorilla, which I picture you That having. was it. Yeah. Uh, I quite like the cow yeah, and yeah. the tiger. Uh, yeah. I think I had a tortoise at one point. Maybe I didn't. Someone <laughs> could get a tortoise. Um, yeah, it was a great game. And I think the only other thing I had in my backup list was Matchland, which is another mobile game, which is like a match three game. Uh, but it's a it's a fun match three game. And it's really cute. And um, yeah, the pixel art and it's lovely. So if you like those kind of games, you should check out Matchland because it's great. Awesome. I put my facts away now. Good. You put your facts <laughs> out of here i've gone fact mad you have i think introducing you to the world of facts was never going to be a great idea oh i know you love them i'm destroying myself you love all the facts um but yeah no that's a that was a good list that was a good topic as well i liked that one especially around the time of christmas when addiction is a thing well i was gonna say like new year new year's resolution i'm gonna resolve not to play these same games 
continually and actually try and like the, it kind of works on our Overwatch addiction, right? We're gonna yeah, strive try and... to play less Overwatch and actually play yeah. games in our library that we should play and not just yeah. play Overwatch all the I time. Make a promise to myself to play less Overwatch because I'm probably never gonna get back to Plat. Yeah. Just accept it, Nikki. No Plat for you. Yeah. I think I will. <laughs> But you know what? I want to play. I don't know, I just mentioned it. But I really want to play some old school games, like Theme Hospital. Yeah. I want to get into that. Yeah. And maybe The Sims. Well, not old school, but you know. Sims. Back to my roots. Yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing. In, in fact, that is how I'm going to end this podcast. With me going to play Pokemon and you going to go play Sims. Nice. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to go to bed. But I think People about don't it. know what time it is. God, uh, I could be sleeping at one a one p.m. It's true. This is. I could be a bear. This is a fact. Um, but no, good podcast, <laughs> Good podcast, Nikki. I will speak to you next week. Okay. Have a happy new year, everyone. Happy new year.